Hello and welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean. And with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Good evening. And Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello there. And I believe tonight we are uh, taking off into outer space, going back, as it were, to meet with some old characters from one of our very first podcasts, one of our very yeah. first episodes. I don't think it was the first, maybe. But oh, that's right. Well, it was the first ones we recorded. I yeah. Think, yeah. Mixed up the order. Yes. Like, that Lasers and Feelings game, if you have heard it, is, first of all, not a prerequisite at all, because that existed. It's a completely different timeline, a different continuity of these characters. The only thing that, you know, is going to be retained is the fact that uh, Flurf is, in fact, still with them, and, of course, they're, they're, you know, personalities. But this is a different universe. This is a different system. Uh, I just made this one up uh, in five minutes to use. Um, It is indeed, as Sean alluded to earlier uh, in the intro, called the Back System. Uh, I was originally going to name it the Buck System after Buck Goodsense, of course, but uh, I couldn't think of a good stat for you, the letter U. So mm. I went with Back, which of course stands for Brawn, Agility, Charisma, and Knowledge, which they have distributed points between. If anyone can think of a you know, word for dexterity or agility that starts with a U, please let us know. We might change the name. We might indeed. And I briefly toyed with the idea of using like utility or something, but I just didn't. It just didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me. Anyway, jumping right in, uh, we join our uh, friends, uh, Buck and Dweek, uh, Buck Goodsense and Dweek Stevens, even, um, as they are have just begun relaxing aboard a uh, large space station called Solarian Station. Um I don't know if you guys, uh, I think Colin has, I don't know if you have, Sean, been to Las Vegas, um, but in Las Vegas, at least, you know, along the strip with all the big uh, major names, you know, uh, the, the Venetian and, and the Aria and everything, um, they're basically giant hotels attached to a giant mall with like 27 restaurants and like 1,500 to like 3,000 rooms, right? And that's basically what this space station is. Okay, it's it's okay. just this massive sort of resort with the hotels and restaurants and bars and clubs and and everything. And uh, this one in particular is uh, in orbit around a uh, gas giant uh, called Minerva. And uh, indeed, uh, in many places throughout uh, the station. Um, you you know you that'll have like uh, oh god what what's the fucking word cupolas right like mm-hmm. so so that you can like see uh, the you know the gases sort of swir- slowly swirling in the sort of Jupiter like atmosphere um, and indeed um, you uh, find yourselves in an aircraft themed uh, bar and restaurant. Um, drawn here perhaps by the, uh, you know, vintage, uh, old, old timey aircraft, you know, that are suspended from the ceiling and, and stuff. Yeah. Those, um, those guys had the right stuff back then, Dweek. This is, this is, uh, this is like a museum in here. That's right. With, with alcohol. Indeed. And, uh, 
being, uh, you know, an aviation-themed uh, restaurant, it is called the, or bar and restaurant, I should say, it is called the Cockpit. And, um, and uh, just as I was describing, you know, you're kind of seated at this table or bar, if you prefer. Um, but again, you know, one of these uh, cupolas uh, above you, and you can see, you know, the, uh, the uh, planet uh, that you were in orbit around, Minerva. And um, this, uh, you know, kind of lanky looking, maybe early 20s uh, guy wanders over to you and says, Hey, I'm Steve. I'll, I'll be your. Uh, I'll, I'll be. I'll be with you in just a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, sets down, uh, you know, a couple menus, and uh, wanders off. Well, it's uh, about high time that we've had a chance to relax. Week. Uh, it's been hard out there in space. Really hard. It's been a jammed pack. Packed. Yeah, hard. it really has. Yeah, we've just been packing it in too hard. And uh, I tell you, I just got this this amazing tension still uh, right right, right here uh, behind my, my right shoulder blade. Would you, could you oh, get yeah. that for me? Could you get that? Could you just give me a nice rub well, there right behind that? You know, I, I have to. You're my captain. I got to take care of my captain. I got to rub him out when he needs it. So. That's, that's right. That's right. Rub, rub out that your, knot out. Rub that out. Rub it. There you go. All right. Um, so uh, as uh, Dweek is, is sort of uh, massaging you, it occurs to you perhaps that uh, you, uh, a, a, you know, a nice drink might help take some of the, uh, the edge off as well. And uh, you browse through the menu. And of course, you know, the drinks and, and food are all similarly themed with the aviation theme. You've got like the, the hill, tail gunner and the Enola Gay. And, you know, hey, that one stuff. sounds good. That's an important ship, the Enola Gay. I'm, I'm going to order a gay when uh, when Steve gets back here. You are? Yeah, I'm going to order an wow. Enola Gay. I want to have a little, uh, little, uh, little atomic bomb in it, like an umbrella, you know, that kind of thing. I never thought you'd go gay, but uh, I mean, it's pretty, uh, I've heard that that drink is pretty fruity, so. Yeah, well, I like them fruity, Dweek, what can I say? Wow, you learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean to uh, interrupt uh, you guys, Steve says as he comes back, but uh, you, you, you decide on any drinks or anything? Well, I think we're feeling gay. We'll have two gays, please. Oh, okay. Uh, two Enola Gays coming right up, he yep. says, and wanders off once again. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take him very long to uh, to return with uh, the drinks, uh, and they do indeed have uh, you know little umbrellas in them. And in fact, um, there's a little uh, you know maraschino cherry and stuff. It comes in like a martini glass, pretty fancy. It does indeed smell fairly fruity. Um, got some passion fruit. Uh, maybe, maybe some mango. It's hard to tell. Hey, uh, you gonna you gonna do anything with your cherry there, uh, Dweek? I, I'd love to take a bite of your cherry. Well, you're always welcome to. All right. Mmm, round, soft. Well, as cherries often are, and sweet. Yeah, sweet too. All right, thank you. Unfortunately. Um, just as you're beginning to sort of relax and feel the effects of the uh, the uh, gay inside you, um, you get a uh, you get a call um, from Limford Kelp. 
who oh, often, uh, who often, uh, you know, uh, offers you different tasks and jobs and things, uh, you know, hauling some cargo here or there, whatever, for, you know, money, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's our fixer, our fixer. Well, uh, why, don't, why don't you take it? Uh, why don't you take it, Tweak? All right. Well, put on speakerphone. Put on speaker. All right, there we go. Steven's here. Hey, Tweak. Uh, listen, um... I've uh, I've got this uh, this thing um, that you might be interested in. I'm not sure. I mean, I know you guys were gonna like uh, have some shore leave and just you know chill out and take some time off and stuff, but this could be pretty big. Um, I'm not sure. I got kind of an anonymous uh, tip off um, that uh, there's like this um, this like derelict uh, mining ship. I think uh, in orbit around uh, this unnamed asteroid. Actually, I don't know if it's an orbit around the asteroid or just orbiting around the, the sun with the asteroid, but, you know, the details of space stuff, like, I leave that to you oh, guys. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, it's uh, apparently um, got some kind of uh, really valuable cargo, potentially, aboard that it may have mined off of this asteroid. It's not, I'm not really sure. Um, the tipster kind of was a little bit vague about it. Um but, uh, you know, it, well, it was just really kind of weird because he specifically asked for you guys by name. So, I mean, it could be a trap or something. I'm not really sure, but uh, it could be worth, you know, a ton of money, too. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, that's that's very uh, unusual. Uh, well, I mean, we, me and Buck were just, uh, as you said, just relaxing. And, and I was hoping to have some, some time alone with the captain you know we've been pretty busy yeah yeah he's just uh he's just rubbing me right now and i got his cherry in my mouth we were really relaxed but uh with that being said they asked for it specifically obviously our reputations precede us yeah well i mean leave it up to you guys you're welcome to continue relaxing uh or you can head straight there i mean whatever you guys want to do you know i i i trust you to uh to know what's best say it's got this uh cargo some kind of cargo that they took from this this asteroid yeah it's like a um like a mining ship like a uh, you know four or five person mining ship uh and uh apparently they they ran into some kind of problem after they've been mining for a while and it got abandoned or something i don't know this is what the guy told me yeah, abandoned ship abandoned ship well you know rights of salvage would mean if we uh we go there that whatever the valuable cargo that is would be all ours and that could buy a lot of relaxing tweak that's true sometimes you gotta invest yeah maybe maybe find a, a resort with a with a nice bath in it you know nice bathhouse take a steam well, that, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I always hate that, though, because the towels always fall off of me. I end up naked in there. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I, I really hate that, too. Yeah, don't happens. you hate it when that happens? And then we just have to sit there, because it's too embarrassing to pick it up. You just got to sit there naked. Yeah, you, you definitely uh, shouldn't bend over to, to get it. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go now. Uh, you can, uh, you can uh, uh, take the job if you, if you like. I'll. Uh, I'll yeah, we'll take it. We'll it. take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Yeah. That's rude. He got out of there pretty quickly. Demon. Oh well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you think this is a, a worthwhile venture, I think uh, we should uh, maybe go investigate. Uh, 
see what sort of stuff they uh, brought up from this asteroid. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I don't know what's what's out there. You never know. Yeah, you never know what's buried in those asteroids. It could be anything. Anything could be packed in there. That's right. Well, yeah, I'll assume he sent us he sent us some coordinates and all that good stuff. Yes, he he did upload them to your uh, your ship's nav system. Well, I say we finish these drinks and uh, head back to the head back to the ship. Oh yeah, I'm just thinking about who could that be? Who who would want us uh, specifically? That's very strange. Well, we have had a long and storied career. Yeah, well, we've been it. We've been through it all together. Yeah, we've had adventures in many different systems. <laughs> that's fair. That's true. Well, I'm going to assume you guys uh, suck down your gaze and uh, head back to the to the ship. That's uh, right. You know, leave leaving a decent tip for for Steve. I I would hope. I always uh, give a little tip. Always a good. Always a good yep, idea. Yep. Yep. So uh, you know, this is a big station right i mean it you know it takes you like 20 minutes to uh walk and take you know little moving walkways and elevators and stuff um to uh to get back to the to the what would it, if it were you know in vegas be called the parking lot but of course it's uh you know a docking area um where all these ships have been landed and you spy your ship which is of course uh you know a small fairly fairly small uh you know, two, three person type ship. Uh, oh, of course, I should have mentioned earlier, um, Flurf is waiting on the ship for you. They do not, uh, they, I mean, they will allow Flurfs on the station, but, uh, you know, they don't really allow them in restaurants because of their, you know, eating habits and stuff might bother the diners and, and things. So, sure. uh, so, so he was just staying on the ship. Um, which you see, and you begin approaching, um, but you see uh, a Solarian security staffer standing outside uh, of your ship with a tablet, which he's kind of you know looking at. Um, he's you know wearing a typical uh, Solarian security uniform, um, except the optional shorts instead of like long pants and um, uh, some like very unusual white boots for some reason instead of black but um, but he doesn't seem to notice you approaching uh, right away well well, I guess we'll go see why this guy's waiting now for us and uh, go in and see if uh, Flurf has finished cleaning out the bilges and the the waste the waste areas yet Uh, excuse me friend can I help you and he uh, looks up from the tablet at you and says, "Well, hi there, fellas." Hello. Excuse you. Who uh, who are you? Well, I'm Officer Ted from Solarian Security here now. Now, is this your ship here? I reckon it must be. Yes. That's right. That's right. Very proud of her. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, boys, but it looks like you're under violation of the local penal code. Under violation. That's impossible. The penal code. That's right. Well, all our penile information is in order as far as I know. Well, like I said, I hate to break it to you, but it looks like 
this part of your ship right here, and he points down to one of the, uh, you know, landing gear. This is about, no, eight centimeters outside the parking area and potentially impeding the flow of foot traffic into the resort. It's also a safety violation. You're under all kinds of violations of the penal code. Hmm. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't suppose any arrangement could be worked out. Arrangement? Well, I reckon I don't rightly know what you're talking about there. He's talking about a a penal arrangement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, you know, we got business to take care of. There could be a way to handle these, uh, these violations quickly and quietly, or are you telling us that we're here for months and months and months of legal hassles before we're allowed to make a living? Well, let's see now. Why don't you, uh, Buck, make a... I'll let you choose. You can make a charisma check. Or you can make a charisma plus knowledge check. Okay. And uh, refresh my memory. When I'm doing a charisma plus knowledge check, what does that mean? I'm rolling... two. Um, am I adding those stats together and then rolling under them on a d20? Yes. All right. And if I am just making a charisma check, would I do that on a D10? All right. Now, the listener and I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to go with the straight-up charisma check because that gives me a much better chance. And I'll give my best smile, and I'll position my mouth just so that, uh, you know, there's that little sparkle on my teeth uh, while I have this conversation with them. I do roll a four out of an eight for success, I believe. Well, now... I'm afraid uh, violations of the penal code are quite serious, but this particular infraction is only worth a ticket, he says, as uh, paper begins printing and and sort of spooling out of the uh, the device he's holding. All right, all right, all right. And uh, he tears it off and uh, hands it to you, and the, the fine is like, you know, 200 space bucks. All right, take care of that, would you, Dweek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, it's not. You don't have to. You don't pay me now. You, you send, 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 send the credits via, you know, fast wave or something. Mm, I'll take care of it. Yeah, the check will be in the mail. Don't you worry. All right. Well, and I, and I will point out that had you instead made a charisma plus knowledge roll, he would have just let you go. But or if you would have succeeded on it, if you would have failed, you would have been taken into custody. But okay. Know, it matters not, however, because you were let off with a ticket and allowed to board your ship. And uh, we'll never pay this damn ticket. We'll never, we're never returning to this place ever again. Yeah, just, just, just uh, put it in the drawer with the other tickets. <laughs> I'm gonna have the bathrooms wallpapered in those one of these days. <laughs> what I mean, I was actually just gonna save that for a birthday surprise, but uh, oh. it just kind of slipped out. Yeah, you know what I'd really like to eat? You know, we're in that uh, that old-timey uh, aviation-themed bar. You know those those kind of leather bomber jackets those guys were always wearing back then? really like to find something like that. Keep your eye out for that. I know you got a, an eye for fashion, you know. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, leather, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I remembered you saying something once about uh, leather, being into leather, um... And uh, so next time you're in one of those leather stores, if they have those leather bomber jackets, you know, 20th century, grab me one, will you? 
Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I'll try. All right. So uh, you board your ship, and indeed, uh, the coordinates have been uh, uploaded to your nav computer. And uh, you take off out into space. Yeah. The final frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Florif, we're home. He's... Now, uh, is he the only other... Uh, it's just the one Flurf on our ship? Yes, and uh, the planet of Flurfs was just a dream you had one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as we know, there's only one Flurf then. It's, uh, it's always, there's always been Flurf. He's always been there. Yeah, I just assume he's like uh, uh, been here as long as the universe has been here. And uh, he'll be here as long as there's poop to eat. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to... I would think that... Uh, I mean, he would have been really hungry for billions of years until people or, you know, creatures evolved that would, uh, you know, poop. That, that's why he eats the way he does now. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> probably be. got his mouth full right now. He's probably down there sucking on the toilet pipes as we speak. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, probably cleaning out the waste tank. Yeah. Getting deep up in that pipe. So uh, you uh, begin heading off towards the uh, supposedly derelict ship, and uh, takes you some time to get there. You know, I'm assuming uh, we're not talking in in terms of like months and months, but you know, we've got some. Uh, super advanced technology that uh, you know allows you to traverse the solar system in you know um, a matter of hours as opposed to uh, you know days or weeks or months well ever since we had that tachyon drive installed it's been a lot faster yeah it was a big improvement and uh, your journey uh, is largely uneventful and you arrive at last um at this asteroid, um, it's, a very, it's a kind of a small. I mean, you, you by looking at it, you you, you kind of think that uh, this. Uh, I mean, it's not even named. I mean, the important ones have names, at least. Um, but maybe they, maybe this ship just detected something on it that was valuable or something, and so came here. You're, it's really hard to say. Um, but it's not even large enough to uh, have sufficient. Uh, gravitational pull to orbit around so you are in fact just in orbit around the uh, the star um, but you the ship which you do find of course is uh, indeed quite a bit larger than yours looks like it probably you know four or five people uh, could crew it I mean technically your ship is just a two person but you've got flurf so you know I mean he's little he doesn't take up a lot of space but, right doesn't take up much much room um, um, but in, in this, this much larger ship does indeed seem to have just sort of a standard uh, you know docking hatch um, it does also of course appear just to be dark and you know lifeless as it were hmm. well we better suit up and go over there and take a look Yep, I think so. Here, can you help me change into my, my things here? 
Oh, Buck, you're a grown man. Right. But, uh, you, I just, you know, I, I'm not a fan of this, but uh, I will, uh, I'll have to help. Well, you my know, mu- you know, my muscles are bulging a little bit. Sometimes it's yes, hard I, for me to get my whole fist into the, you know what I'm saying? I know it's not your fault to uh, got these uh, muscles to deal with. And, yeah, well, I work out a lot, as you know. I mean, all the spotting you've done for me, I really appreciate it. I wouldn't be the man I am today if you weren't underneath me or above me at any given time, Dweek. <laughs> oh, Buck. <laughs> all right, so you guys, uh, is your plan to uh, to EVA over to the uh, other ship? Are you going to dock with it, or what's your what's your plan? I like the EVA, but uh, it- I'll leave it up to you, Dweek. You're really more in charge of these day-to-day operations. I'm more of a big-picture man. Is it po- <clears throat> excuse me? Is it possible to dock? I mean, is it? Yeah, you could if you wanted to, but you don't know obviously if the other ship has atmosphere or what. Yeah, that's the question. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's abandoned, you know, we we probably should be uh, just uh, safe about it. Uh, it might not have not have oxygen, so suit up and uh, and we'll uh, well whatever I don't even know what EVA means so it means uh, spacewalk right so you'd uh, leave your uh, airlock and, and use your little uh, you know um, uh, what's it compressed called compressed air jets to zip over there Oh my god, why can't I remember? Reaction control system is what it's technically called. Yeah, the old RCS. Yeah. RCS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Flurf, mind the store. We're going for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. I heard him down there. All right. Nibbling on something or other, as always. Yeah, a little, he's a little loaf cool. poacher. A little, right. bi- little biscuit bandit. So, uh, you guys uh, find yourselves. Uh, exiting the airlock as the uh, pressure is uh, re- you know, released into space. Woo-hoo, that never gets old. And uh, you uh, you know, use your little joystick to fly yourself over to... Uh, and of course, now these spacesuits are not like NASA spacesuits. These are far less bulky and form- more form-fitting and, you know, whatnot. Um, but they do still have uh, have to have the reaction control system, obviously. Uh, now make now make sure you uh, make sure you keep a good firm grip on that joystick, Dweek. I, I will. Thank you, Buck. Uh, right. Thank you, Buck. You know, you see how I grab mine, nice and nice and hard. A little overhand motion. Got to do it like that. Okay. All right. Definitely don't want to uh, lose control um, and you know just drift off into space. That would be very unfortunate so um you know just why don't you guys make uh, make some agility rolls just to uh make sure you pilot these things okay the right well direction. i have a six and i got a six so whoa whoa um, whoa whoa almost lost it there uh, i got it i got a two which is good all right so sounds like you both succeed with buck possibly uh drifting in the wrong direction slightly but correcting uh and uh You'd end up outside this um, closed hatch leading into an airlock, and it looks like you should be able to uh, open it with this. With this, I mean, it's a bulkhead, right? So you've just got this like big manual uh, wheel. It doesn't look like. I mean, you could 
it, it's got a motor, but it doesn't look like it would work at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to need some leverage on this one, Dweek. Why don't you uh, mount yourself there right under the door, and then you get a firm grip on my buttocks so that I know to turn myself in circles while I'm trying to open this, all right? Uh, that that sounds like very very practical advice. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean think, it's just uh, practical advice. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean you're gonna have to kind of brace yourself against the ship because you're just. I mean otherwise you you know you're just gonna be floating around. That's what I'm saying. Bra- Dweek's gonna brace yeah. himself against the ship and grab my buttocks, and then I, uh, I, I should be nice and firm then. Okay. All right. Well, that. Uh, that's, I think, going to take uh, a brawn roll there, Buck. All right. Okay. Well, luckily for me, I'm a fairly brawny guy. Hey, I got a three. All right. Well, without any problem, you do indeed manage to get the bulkhead open and uh, float yourselves into the airlock, and there's just kind of a weird sensation as when you cross the threshold, you are pulled down onto the you know, floor. Oh, wow. Looks like their artificial grav plates are working. Yes. So it appears uh, there's some sort of power. Yeah. We got any lights or emergency lighting or anything like that in here? No, it's all pretty dark. All right. Luckily, I got this, you know, headlamp built into my helmet here. Let's uh, get a little light on the situation. Well, um, it's a pretty standard looking airlock, uh, as far as you can tell. Um, you know, with their standard sort of caution. Uh, <laughs> and you know warnings about you know being spaced if you're not careful and then whatnot but uh, yeah it looks like you uh you, all you really need to do is uh close the uh bulkhead it seems like it's sh- uh the type of uh, airlock that should if the ship is pressurized pressurize itself automatically um but the ship might not be pressurized you're not sure only one way to find out that's right you close and seal the bulkhead, causing it, were it not for the headlamps, to be pitch black in here without the, uh, you know, starlight. Um, or possibly uh, if you've got, you know, <laughs> lights on your ship shining in this direction, which would make sense probably. But um, anyway, yes, as soon as you do close the bulkhead, uh, the, uh, the airlock does, in fact, pressurize. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's check it out then. Yeah, well, after you. So you open the uh, interior bulkhead and step out into a long corridor. And there are emergency lights on in here. So you can kind of see with, you know, a little bit without, uh, without the headlamp, although it's probably smart to keep it on anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a look around and see what we can figure out what went down here and what they might be carrying. So uh, you take a few steps down the hallway um, and you come to um, an intersection. um, And fortunately, this is, I mean, it's not a super large ship, but it is large enough that they felt it necessary, the manufacturer, to put signs on it, uh, wayfinding signs. Um, And uh, so in one direction appears to be the captain's quarters. Um, Engineering appears to be ahead of you. And 
the bathrooms appear to be off to the left and slightly behind you. Any indications as to where we might find the cargo hold? Not, Not right yet. here. All right. Of course, I imagine the captain's quarters have all kinds of information. There's probably a good uh, ship readout down in the engineering section. Uh, you've done a little engineering, isn't that right, Dweeg? Yes, I have. Yeah, I mean, you're comfortable in a, with a wrench, right? I am. I can squeeze into those tight places as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. That's right. You know, grease monkey, they call me. So, oh, so that's why. That's why when I found you smeared with all that oil that time, I get it now. That makes oh, total of course, sense. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just got a hunch. Uh, maybe we ought to check out engineering first. That'll give us maybe a clue as to the state of the, the health of this uh, ship. You know, if it's a healthy ship, if we can get it out of here, we could. Uh, save ourselves a lot of hassle transferring its cargo yes that's uh I think that's a good idea alright so you uh <clears throat> for the moment uh passing by the captain's quarters proceed down the corridor uh towards the engine room and when you arrive at the door to the engine room it is closed um and there's a sign, there's just a, just beyond where the door to engineering is, is another intersection and a wayfinding sign indicating that cargo is uh, off to the right or the aft of the ship from yeah, that okay. point. Okay, good. Now we know that. Well, I do want to check out those captains, that captain's quarters too, but uh, let's take a quick look into engineering and see what we can well, see. Yes. Oh, I should also ask... Um, since you now you know know that the ship does in fact have at least some kind of backup live support running, uh, would you like to uh, remove your your space helmets? Well, I would at least uh, open the visor and let some fresh air in. You know, might as well save our oxygen in case something goes terribly wrong. Not a bad plan. Um, so you do that, and um, as soon as you do. And you know, you turn off your suit's uh, life support system to sort of save, uh, you know, batteries and everything. Um, it it's kind of strange. Um, so first of all, first of all, you, looking around you, you notice that like the sur surfaces aren't like covered in dust particularly. Um, and uh, you would t typically sort of expect maybe um, a derelict ship like this to have kind of a musty, um, abandoned, disused aroma. Um, but this doesn't have that. The air smells fresh and clean and, and slightly of popcorn and, like, soap. Hmm, yeah. I, uh... Almost like you're aftershave a little bit. <laughs> Well, a little bit. Uh, this is a, it's an odd uh, smell. I'm, I, I was expecting musk. I've, I've, uh, I'm familiar with a musky smells, and so, so it was very strange not to, to smell this. Uh, so this is. I, I wonder if there's uh, still someone or someone's uh, living on this place. 
Well, something tells me we're going to find out if that's the case. All right. Well, let's take a look at the uh, engineering readouts and see if we can't get a idea about the health of this ship. Obviously, well, you're, obviously, you're going to have to do that, Dweek. You're the brains of this operation. Of course. So, uh, well, and being the brawn of the operation there, Buck, see if you can uh, get that door open as it, the power to it does not seem to be working. This should be no problem. And uh, lo and behold, once again, I have a six, I got a six. Well, you struggle a little bit, uh, but you do manage, in fact, to get it open and uh, head into the engine room. And I'm not as brawny as you might think. I am all charisma, baby. So, uh, Dweek, then, is going to uh, peruse the engineering readouts, I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, Dweek, make a knowledge roll. Four, which makes it. You are able to determine, using the engine's uh, status logs, to determine that... Um, the engines were last used uh, earlier today. Yes, and I'll tell Buck. Uh, we've got someone, someone here, and he's uh, he or she is uh, is active. Definitely doesn't sound abandoned, does it? No, I think we were misled about that. Well, you know, I think. Uh Someone did say this could be a trap, but uh, I'm not too worried about that. You know how handy I can be. Oh, you sure? Yeah. You know how good I am in a tight spot. Oh, don't I ever. All right. So where would you like to go next? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an aft man, so... <laughs> I uh, always head towards the back, so let's let's uh, see what's back there. Well, um, <clears throat> you head out of the engine room and continue uh, down the the original corridor uh, away from the airlock that you came in through, and um, it's a or would be a you know T-shaped four-way intersection, except the passageway going aft is which is marked as being uh, you know what by the way finding size is being to the cargo area um, is in, is closed and in fact it's like a another sort of large bulkhead type uh, door um, but this one you don't think and all the brawn in the world is gonna get it open uh, yeah aft aft is blocked <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you've been pretty good at uh, breaking in through the back door before, haven't you? Uh, I have been known to, yes. You, you think you could do something electronically to open this uh, this door? Otherwise, we're going to have to go back to the captain's quarters. It's possible that there's some kind of uh, multi-pass in there. Yes. Uh, I mean, we might be able to get some intel in that captain's quarters and, uh, and see... Uh, before we try anything, uh, you know, too, too hard, I think we could uh, just go, go to the captain's quarters, and uh, if if there's that, if there is a someone here, they might be 
in that room. I agree. Let's let's go back and check that out. All right. So you head back uh, down the towards the airlock down this corridor, um, and um, it's a very short little corridor going aft that leads to the door to the captain's quarters, which is, of course, closed as well. But you think you could brawn this one. Alright, let me see what I can do here. Now, you feel free. I don't want to always be uh, doing all the brawn tweak. If you, you feel free to, uh, if, you, if you need a little workout, and flex those muscles, you let me know. Otherwise, I mean, I got a four out of six. I'm gonna open it. Alright, well, you do indeed open it, revealing a uh, tidy and well-kept captain's quarters um, ship shape impressive indeed uh, the bed is neatly made um it's uh looks uh pretty spartan though and in fact you find it strange but there is literally no like identifying like no family photos, no plaques, no like commendations for you know valor or, or whatever, no diploma. I mean, just nothing. No light captain's license. I mean, there's just anything that could possibly identify whose ship this is has been conspicuously and deliberately removed. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Uh, any kind of little uh, uh, desk or credenza or something built into the, the wall or a little, any drawers just rifle through? Um, so, yes, there is a desk, uh, and it does have drawers. They are all empty, and there is nothing on it, but make a knowledge roll. Uh, no, I have a foreknowledge, and I rolled a nine. Would uh, Dweek like to attempt? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a 10. Oops. Oh, don't forget now. You have you do have luck points. Oh, that's right. Okay. And we've got five luck points, so might as well. I'll spend mine since I messed that one up pretty good. Yeah. 10's worse than nine. It is. Yeah. And I have a, I have a seven, so, you know, I don't... It's not that uh, easy... Um, I mean, it's not that... Uh, let me see what I got here. Oh, I got a five this time. Well, and you don't even need to roll again because spending a luck point guarantees success. Oh, huh, okay. So uh, you do, in fact, succeed. And snooping around the captain's quarters, you find a small compartment concealed behind the headboard of the bed. That's where his porn will be. Mark my words. Well, uh, I don't know anything about that, but uh, let's uh, have a look. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I uh, want to touch this thing, but uh, we, we need to find out. There could be secrets. Everyone's got secrets. You're going to have to penetrate. Get those digits in there. All right. So <clears throat> you... uh open this secret compartment I assume mm-hmm. alright well doing so reveals a piece of paper now is this a folded up piece of paper or just 
No, it's just lying flat in this little compartment. Okay. Is it uh, in our language? We haven't taken it yet. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll pick it up and try to read it. <clears throat> well, you do pick it up and you do read it, as it is, uh, in fact, in your language. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, it appears to be, in fact, it is. You realize a deed um, to some kind of celestial body. It doesn't specify what it is, but it is named, so it has at least large enough to be named. And in this case, it is named uh, something that you don't think is in your language. It is Mystiki Vazi. Mystiki Vazi. And the name, however, on the deed has been obscured. As in the owner. As in deliberately? It seems to be. As in no way, it was just a bot, not not an ink spill, but like a whiteout type of situation, scratched. Like like Sharpie, like scratched out, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder where this, oh. What's the name of the place again? Mystiki Vazi. Mystic Vazi. This Mystic Vazi. I wonder where that is. Sounds like a character, like in you know, Welcome Back, Cotter. Mister Kavisi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. We'll have to run that through the uh, the Navic computer later and see if we can find a match. But uh, no kind of keys in here, I assume. No, no uh, key cards, passes, anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. Um, and in fact, Dweek, uh, I'm not even going to make you <clears throat> roll for this, but you you think the most likely place to find controls to reactivate some of the ship's um, systems and uh, possibly, you know, open the uh, cargo area doors is probably going to be the bridge. Which is probably going to be at the very aft, I mean, fore end of the ship. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we should, uh, Check out the bridge. Take me to the bridge. <laughs> Where's that confounded bridge? So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> like, like like I said, you you assume that it's that's going to be at the very fore sort of part of the ship, so opposite of the cargo areas. And of course, you have seen three different corridors going off in that direction. Um, one right outside the captain's quarters, of course, which actually heads um, backwards a little bit as far as, uh, what would that be? Port, the port side of the ship. Um, and then one other one past engineering. And uh, you saw another additional one uh, beyond that in the dim light. Uh, we want to go port? Yeah, port. I always remember what direction port is, because there's four letters in it, and there's four letters in it left. Yep, that's how I remember it. That's how I remember it, and you know, our friend, uh, uh, Wimp, also known as Jason, is actually the one that, uh, I remember first 
hearing that from, so I've always remembered it. Well, one of these days we'll get uh, Wamp Olsen and his Jason on this podcast. Yes, yes. for sure. Yes. So um, you take the uh, the corridor opposite the uh, captain's quarters back to, uh, to it goes four, but also slightly port. Yes. Very well. Well, that hang on left. The four port hall. That corridor ends in a, another door, but this one is just uh, a s- sort of push swingy door, um, and it uh, is labeled restrooms. Mm. That's a swinger, that door. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's uh, uh, anyone gotta hit the can? No, I'm good. I'll go and keep you uh, company if you need to. Uh, I think Flurf would uh, be upset if you, you know, used any bathrooms when he wasn't here, so. Yeah, I've almost gotten used to him being around at this point, you know. It's not so much the poop eating I mind. It's just, did you see how clean and spartan that other captain's quarters was? You remember that's how mine used to look until you had to move into mine when Flurf took your bunk and you had to start sleeping at the foot of my bed. It was awkward at first, but, I mean, I got used to it. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I really uh, didn't like that, but I am used to it now. So, and, and it's been so so hot because the AC's been, I've been working on the AC, but, you know, we've all had to shed layers of clothing just to, so we can breathe, so let our skin breathe. You know? Which is it's ironic, which is ironic because when it got really cold and we were worried about hypothermia, you remember, we also had to shed layers of clothing then. And, and huddle up right next to each other. I mean, it's weird how That's often right. that happens in space. Well, I could just, you know, I've been working on the uh, the AC and the heat. It's just <laughs> it, uh, the ship is it's got a mind of its own, you know. Yeah, it sure that, does. That's why, you know, the grease I mentioned before. That's why, you know, covered in that a lot of the time. Well, so. Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, I know. I never thought it would be any other reason. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, well, obviously the port, the four port hallway obviously does not lead to the bridge. Maybe we'll try the, um, well, uh, it, 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 it it doesn't a roundabout way. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a little jog here. I see. It's a little jog. Yeah. Well, you have to go through the bathroom to get to the other hallway. Okay. Well, that's not, it's up to you. That's not going to get any pages in architectural digest, you know, the throughway bathroom, but, uh, (laughs) But 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 yeah, let's looks like we're heading to the bathroom after all. Let's make a quick cut through the can. Yeah, this is a high traffic bathroom. That's right. A lot of action in this bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wear and tear on these walls and see some some holes. It's like that, that. It's like that truck stop out by Ganymede, if you remember that one. A lot of action there. I, I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> So uh, the bathroom is so basically, and, and it becomes clear um, <clears throat> that you know the reason it's not technically a throughway. It's just like you can get to it quickly from the bridge without having to go around. It's a shared bathroom, or yes, it is like a dorm type thing, or some hotels. And uh, it's a large bathroom, <clears throat> quite clean. Um, it has two stalls with toilets and you know a double sink, uh, as well as a shower. Uh, and you'd note that uh, one of the sinks has residual water droplets in it, uh, as does the shower. And uh, 
the soap smell and aftershave you smell is much stronger in here than uh, was uh, it was recently. In fact, there's a razor uh, sitting on the sink and uh, various you know toiletries in the uh, in the shower. Yep. But you can ignore all that, of course, and head out the door to the fore of the ship, which uh, runs you down to uh, kind of the fore and starboard, and then take, makes a turn and just goes straight starboard and uh, leads you to a uh, another one of these four-way intersections where you could go, you know, fore aft, whatever port, starboard. We probably ought to keep moving fore if we're looking for that confounded bridge. Well, and the signs, the wayfinding signs here do suggest, of course, that the bridge is that way. <clears throat> Which, heading in that direction, you find that, indeed, it is. And um, you note that there are five crew, posi- five crew positions on the bridge. Um, got a spot for, you know, comms, a, a gunner slash mining cannon operator, mining laser operator, uh, navigator, pilot, and, uh, of course, the captain himself. Do I have any idea uh, what a minimum crew component would be? Like, what would what would a skeleton crew be with this ship? Could, could a single person f- fly it and operate it if they had to? Um, it would be difficult for one person to fly the ship, um, but yes, I mean, you, you could one could you know sit down at the navigation terminal and plot a course and you know kind of hop back and forth between that and the, the pilot station and you know that okay. kind of thing. just in case we got to steal this thing that's why I'm asking <clears throat> but I believe the idea here was uh, getting some additional power back to the uh, the ship's systems and getting the cargo doors open that's place. right I mm-hmm. can't I can't yeah. muscle those things open and, and you know there there could be other other systems we don't know about get more than just these emergency lights on maybe they got a nice music system here music collection you never know entertainment uh, library Dweek can uh, sit down at the uh, navigation terminal which also contains the ship's computer if you would like and uh, try to turn that on and uh, see if you can get some systems online get some cargo doors open let me see what's uh what I'm working with here. I'll sit down and I'll uh, d- roll something. Knowledge, yes. Knowledge. And I got right on it, seven. All right, well, um, that's good enough to uh, to get some power to the cargo doors and get the cargo door open. But that You've is, got juice, baby. That's the minimum uh, that could have happened. Dweek, can you tell if there's any life forms aboard this ship? Uh, is there can, some kind of interior sensor suite or security um, <clears throat> cameras you can uh, no there there is but it, that is not included in the systems that uh, he was able to get working I see okay. alright but uh, I think we got that cargo door wide open yeah yeah well when you got a, a wide open you know you got a gaping cargo door like that. There's really only one thing you can do, and that is uh, wide open aft. Yes, yeah. jump, jump right jump in, jump right into that open aft. So uh, you traverse the uh, 
corridor. I mean, there are two ways you could go, uh, two different uh, hallways leading aft, but I mean, six and one half a dozen of the other, really. Um, so you just go down the one that you uh, came up. And uh, doing so, you pass um, four closed doors uh, about halfway between the bridge and the cargo area, um, which just are labeled crew. So you assume that's just some crew quarters. Um, two on either either side of the corridor. Um, <clears throat> which you could investigate, but I think the, uh, the main goal here is to check out that sweet, sweet cargo. Mm-hmm. At least see what that sweet, sweet cargo is. And then obviously we need to rifle through any personal belongings of any crew members. For all we know, there's someone in one of those rooms hiding under a bed. But yeah, I'm too curious about this cargo. I think it's the it's what brought us here after all. So you uh-huh. proceed down the corridor in through the open, now open, uh, cargo door. And as soon as you do, both of them slam shut behind you. What in the... Wait, wait, wait. And uh, you see... I, do you still have your uh, headlamp on? Yeah, Buck? I could turn it on. Uh, well, you can see... Um, in uh, towards even further after than you. I mean, this is a large cargo hold, which you don't see any cargo in. All you do see is like a curtain across the entire, or not the entire back uh, aft wall, but uh, a good chunk of the middle of it. And uh, before you even really have time to do anything, uh, I mean, it's just just a couple just split seconds after the doors have slammed shut uh, these multicolored lasers begin firing from the direction of the curtain like on from either side and this ear splitting pulsating music begins pounding in your ears and it's almost like being stoned at a Pink Floyd concert. You know what I mean? For for a few, it's kind of disorienting and like oh, sure. Wow. But then, just as you're getting used to this, a spotlight shines on the center of the curtain, which drops, revealing a familiar form to you, known as Black. Soul Patch. Black Soul oh, no. Patch. The Pie, the Space Pirate. Well, he's my nemesis. Nemesis. He's one of my greatest enemies. He's still, he almost had him. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Soul Patch begins sort of gesticulating wildly as this music, uh, you know, pounds in your ears. Um, it almost looks like he's trying to dance, but he can't. Yeah, but you've got to, you've got to admit that son of a bitch has got a hell of a stage presence. I mean, the whole delivery here was pretty nice. I never would have thought of this. You know. And he says, uh, just as he's been gesticulating for a moment, um, he says, I'm so glad you boys could join me, but I'm afraid this is to be a very short-lived party. And this is, of course, over this PA. Um, 
But then he whips out from behind him a gas mask and puts it on and shoots his arms into the air and the room immediately begins filling with uh, what looks like smoke machine smoke. Hold your breath, Dweek. I'm, I failed my roll, and I'm not going to spend any luck. I'm not going to spend any luck points either. It will, however, knock you both out. And, um, just in time to leave that as a bit of a cliffhanger. And that's good, because your voice got crackly there just in the last it's two things you static. said. It's the soul. It's oh, the solar really? static. There's not enough. There's not enough uh, protection for this asteroid. No magnetic radiation from the gas giant is reaching out to this us. This kind of thing happens sometimes in space. Yeah, but we'll. Which is where we are. And we'll be back next time. <laughs>